The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible right here on SportsGrid and Sports Grid Radio, great to have you with us on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty. Go for the two. Joe Lisi joins me momentarily, as he does uh, every Tuesday and Wednesday here on C2C. We have a lot to do today, of course. Uh, we wrap up week 13 last night, Bengals and the Jags. Very significant uh, on several levels, not just the outcome, but the potential uh, injury long-term for Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars quarterback. We will start to get into week 14 in the NFL as well. We've got two more NBA in-season tournament quarters tonight. It was a dog night last night uh, for the Pacers and the Pelicans. Very, very surprising. Both of those teams will be in Vegas on Thursday night. we got lots of pucks tonight. We've got some college troops. Joe's here, so you know we're going to get his thoughts uh, on all the college football from the weekend and some of the early bowl lines with him, too. All right, we kick things off, as always, with the birthday roll call. What do we got today? Nicholas Haig, 25. Trey Hendrickson, 29. Cam Fowler, 32. Christian Yelich, 32. Kyle Long, 35. A.J. Pollock, 36. LeGarrette Blount, 37. Josh Smith, 38. Ole Jokinen, Legend, uh, 45, Charlie Batch, 49, Roderick Mullen, 51, Cliff Floyd, 51, Thomas Smith, 53, Rhett Hall, 55, Art Monk, 66, and Jim Plunkett, 76 years old. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right. So as you said, we'll start things off our number one with last night, the Bengals and the Jaguars, an overtime win for Cincinnati. And hey, we're on a run here. We really are. Uh, Thursday, Seahawks-Cowboys, great high-scoring Thursday night game. Sunday night, really fun game between the Chiefs and the Packers. Last night, a 34-31 game, way over the total. Between the Bengals and the Jags, are we turning the corner here? Uh, fun primetime games. It can happen. I'm just, it was great uh, watching it. I wish I went in for more uh, in terms of props last night. I was obviously scared off by Jake Browning. I don't think we need to be scared off by Jake Browning anymore. That's for sure with the way he played. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Well, coast to coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Byline. And of course, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in sunny Southern California. Great to have everybody with us here today. So we'll hear from, uh, of course, uh, Doug Peterson talking about all the injuries last night. Not just Lawrence, and it is a high ankle sprain. We know the deal here. These are usually weeks for high ankle sprains. Some guys even get the surgery done like Pickett did uh, the other day for the Steelers to try to uh, come back a little bit quicker. We saw Bowers do that, of course, for Georgia as well in college football. We'll see what the prognosis is going to be for Lawrence. They lost other pieces too. Uh, Kirk got hurt in that game. Their wide receiver, Christian Kirk, uh, very early, never came back. Core muscle issue going to be out sometime. What does this do for the Jaguars now? If they have to roll with C.J. Beathard, um, look, uh, they're still a game up in the South. They have the Texans and the Colts right behind them. It, it, the amazing part is, if they won that game last night, they would have been first in the AFC, holding tiebreakers over the Ravens and the Dolphins. And now with that loss going to 8-4, and four, suddenly, uh, and potentially no starting quarterback for a few weeks, things look a lot different the Jaguar season. Uh, and that's kind of been this year in the NFL, right? One major quarterback injury after another, and it kind of sucks that it has to be this way, but it feels like whoever has their quarterbacks healthy at the end are going to be the teams 
that we're going to see deep into January. Uh, if you can, if your quarterback can actually survive this year with all the injuries that have happened. On the other side of the coin, Bengals win go to six and six, and Browning was outstanding. I mean, honestly, thirty-two for thirty-seven for three fifty-four, two tutties. One of them was a rushing. He gonna play like that every week. Maybe the Bengals are going to get into the playoffs uh, here because they're now back in the pack with all these other teams. Tons of seven and five and six and six teams in the AFC, and the Bengals have thrust themselves right back into the mix with that. We will discuss today on Coast to Coast. Also in Hour 1, Gabe Morenci, as always, Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, as we do every Tuesday here on C2C. Hour number two, we'll start to turn the page towards week 14. Yes, week 14 in the NFL. I have got uh, odds to win the AFC and NFC. We've got the best and the worst against the spread, the best over and under teams, lots of under teams, as we know every week when we check on that. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers getting ready for the Patriots on Thursday night. And I know I was just talking up like, wow, how exciting the last three primetime games have been. Uh, Totals a flat 30 at the place the Steelers play on Thursday night for Pittsburgh and New England. I got a feeling that our string of fun and exciting primetime games is about to end on Thursday. Uh, But that's okay because we're also going to get Sunday night, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Very big game in the NFC East. We'll hear from Sirianni today on Coast to Coast. We've got Andy Reid talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. Bills off of a bye looking to get themselves back in the mix in the AFC. Davis Maddox stops by, as always, for the lion's share in hour number two. Jets, uh, a lot going on with them, despite them being so awful. They're releasing Tim Boyle, who just started two days ago, and they're going to sign Brett Rippon off the Seahawks practice squad. He did start a game earlier this year for the Rams. He's been on the Seahawks practice squad. I guess that's their next uh, card that they're going to play. We've got Sal today saying that Zach Wilson isn't reluctant to go back in. Robert Sal is lying uh, when he says that, uh, but that's okay. You need to cover for your uh, all the players on your team, whether you like them or not. Arthur Smith on the Atlanta offense, he wants to see more from it. Gee, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't want to see more from the Atlanta offense? Huh. God. Kyle Shanahan on his guys stepping up in big games. The 49ers, the unquestioned favorite now. Not just the NFC, but to win the Super Bowl, NFL, everything. Brock Montana. I mean, it's like he's right there at the top for the MVP. We're going to give Brock Montana the MVP this year? That's going to drive Joe nuts. Uh, if Brock Purdy wins the NFL MVP, uh, we will talk about that later. Hour number three, we'll get into some college football. We've got the Rich Sermonello Maxwell Minute uh, as the season, regular season slash championship weekend winds down last week we are on to bowl season we will get joe's thoughts first time he's been with us on coast to coast we'll hear what he thinks of course about everything that's happened the last few days who's in who's out bama michigan thoughts texas washington thoughts i even got together the early 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 lines for a few of our favorite bowl games uh maybe the most uh enticing matchups Maybe uh, a couple teams that Joe loves. Maybe even the rolling hills of El Paso. There's uh, a few lines that we have to look at as we get ourselves uh, the start of bowl season, which will be next Saturday. We do have the Army-Navy game coming up this week, too. All right, we have a lot of NBA. Pacers beat the Celtics last night. What a performance by uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who uh, was questionable all day long yesterday. Didn't look questionable to me as he stuck the dagger in the Celtics last night. In Indianapolis, 122-112. to 112. They're on to Vegas. The Pelicans do the same thing to the Kings at night. Wasn't Zion. He was awful last night. But it was Brandon Ingram who was outstanding with a 30-piece to send the Kings home. They will face the winner of the Lakers and the Celtics tonight. We have the Knicks and the Bucks tonight as well. Winner of that will play the Pacers in Vegas on Thursday. Lots of exciting stuff. Some good college basketball tonight as well. Jimmy V Classic. At the Garden, a couple good games. We have a lot of those Big 12, Big East battles as well. Hockey, several games tonight uh, on the ice and some winter meetings news. Is Otani really going to go to the Blue Jays? Really? Wow. Down to the Blue Jays and the Dodgers, allegedly. We shall see. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. We get it going right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty. We'll get to Joe in a moment and bring him in. But first, look at what BetMGM uh, has set up for you. How about this? The College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. That's right. BetMGM is giving our online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to $25,000 if they predict the most college football bowl games against the spread correctly. Out of eligible users, you got to log in your BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Go to the Promotions tab on your BetMGM Sportsbook account to access the BetMGM College Football Pick'em Challenge. Complete and submit the BetMGM College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge entry. There is one entry per customer permitted. Customers do not need to make all selections at once. That's a good thing because so many guys aren't going to play. Selections on games can be made up until kickoff for each game. Customers will have the opportunity to win up to 25000 if they predict the most college football games against the spread correctly out of the eligible users. How about that? A little surprise for us today to get us cooking from BetMGM, the college football bowl pick them challenge all right it is tuesday here on coast to coast and of course every tuesday and wednesday you get the extended version of the highly popular sports grid radio show carver and lisi which airs 8 p.m east on weeknights uh right here uh and joe lisi is with us and he has had a rough couple of days uh there's no question about that uh between the college football playoff uh, the Falcon, I mean, the uh, 49er Eagle game. He was very upset oh. about that. Uh, several things here for the encyclopedia of college football. Go for the two, Joe see Hi, Joe. What's up, Carver? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm actually very upset. We got the over last night in Cincinnati and Jacksonville. I've been fighting with fans con- consistently all day on X in regards to the Florida State drubbing and being robbed out of the college football playoff but we we can get into that yeah i know shake your head it's the best matchups it's this it's that at the end of the day florida state got robbed alabama and texas there was no debate you know why because both teams both had one loss okay texas should have been in over alabama bama should have been left out that's it Florida State should have been in there with Washington and Michigan. If the shoe was on the other foot and it was Ohio State and Alabama that were 13-0, you you bet your bottom dollar both of those teams would have been in the playoff with second and 13 quarterbacks. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, We'll save this for later. If we start now, uh, we'll never get to anything else. That's it. So later on, Joe. We will get to it later, uh, but you know you're not going to care about any of that on January 1st when Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban are standing on the sun-drenched field in Pasadena with the granddaddy of them all getting ready to kick off just after 5 o'clock east. You won't even have Mike Norvell and the Seminoles in your mind, nor will you at around midnight uh, as Texas and Washington are playing a shootout. I know they played an under last year. Not this year, Joe. Uh, there'll be no under this year put it uh, down in That's New it. Orleans. Glover's got That's a it. guru, hero. Fire That's it up. It. Fire it up, Joe. Up. You won't care about Mike the Norvell. The whole day. I want the Huskies to win the whole thing. The whole kick I got, caboodle. I know you got the ticket. by me. Good. That's I got fine. the ticket. You're back in that's Pinnacle fine, in the crew. That's fine by me. Let's go. Purple Give me the Huskies, baby. 25 to 1. All right, let's start, Joe. We'll do plenty of college football later. Let's start with the Bengals and the Jaguars last night. We're on a run. Three yeah. entertaining primetime games in a row uh, between last Thursday, Cowboys and Seahawks, Sunday night, Packers and Chiefs. And then last night, Bengals 
and the Jaguars. 34-31 overtime win for Cincinnati. The overtime call of the uh, winning kick, Joe, was so bad and so awful that I had to go to something else that kind of stuck out in the game. Obviously, the Trevor Lawrence injury we'll talk about in a moment, but Jake Browning, Joe, I mean, honestly, did you expect 32 for 37 for 354 yards out of Jake Browning? And he was finding Jamar Chase all night long on ESPN. Third down in about a yard and a half. Extra men on the rush. This one floated, caught by Chase, and he is gone. Touchdown Cincinnati as he takes it into the end zone. He beat Tyson Campbell. And 76 yards later, the Bengals have their first lead of the night. Jaguars would come back, Joe, and then in the fourth quarter, you would get the injury to Lawrence. C.J. Beathard came in. I think C.J. Beathard was awful, Joe, but uh, obviously losing Trevor Lawrence, uh, very uh, it's just considerable for the Jags. High ankle sprain. He'll miss time, Joe. All these high ankle sprains, even these guys who are getting these surgeries done, like Pickett's doing and like Brock Bowers did, even those guys, you miss a few weeks, and we're towards the end, Joe. There's only five weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, but didn't Patrick Mahomes deal with this in, in terms of last year? When did he get hurt with that ankle in, in the playoff game? So I understand it could potentially derail Jacksonville. The biggest problem for Jacksonville right now isn't obviously Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think he'll come back before the regular season's over. It's the fact that they can't win at home. And they were fighting for a number one seed potentially in the AFC championship. They're an un uh, AFC conference. They're an undefeated team on the road and have struggled at home this year. So as long as they get you know, a game outside of Duval County, I think they're going to be just fine. And I did see that with Jake Browning. I did take him 225-plus. I took both quarterbacks last night 250-plus at plus 392 in terms of a parlay, and I was on the over in the game. And, and both quarterbacks, Beathard and Jake Browning, right, the backups, they're good. You know why? Because obviously they played at colleges that are, were power five. And when Iowa used to throw the football, C.J. Beathard played in one of the most entertaining Big Ten championship games that we saw, 16-13, and Jake Browning led the Huskies to a college football playoff in 2017. These guys can chuck. It's amazing that we still have garbage like Tim Boyle in the league. Oh, he just got uh, cut today. Yeah, Tim Boyle chopped uh, by the Jets. It's all right. They're going to go to, uh, looks like, Brett Rippon. Uh, Got to get the call uh, now for the Jets. Group so, but of five I, quarterback. That's good. Let, let's let's get another group of five guy. In. Um, here was uh, this is what Peterson said actually just Joe uh, within the last couple hours. Of course, he did his day after press conference. I'm going to play you last night as well. But just a he said quote just a high ankle sprain with all other tests coming back clean. Did not put a timetable on the recovery. Didn't rule him out for this week. I'll rule him out for this week, Joe, if you want. You want me to rule him out for this week, or should I not rule do him that? Out. Rule, him, rule him out, chop him, uh, and not season ending. Five weeks to go. They had an opportunity to be at the top of the AFC. Now they are in the fourth slot in the AFC, and they are only one game ahead of the Texans and the Colts in the AFC South. Here's Peterson last night after the game, because it wasn't just Lawrence, Joe. They had a couple of injuries, including Christian Kirk, that they had to deal with. I don't have any information yet on Trevor. We're still evaluating him, you know, so he'll have more, um, you know, uh, tests and things done here tonight and tomorrow. So I'll probably have a better update for you tomorrow on that. But, I mean, yeah, we had position players go down, you know, but look, that's, that's part of the game, you know, and it happens and, and um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, next guy up has to, has to be ready to go and play. And, um, you know, I thought the guys... The guys that filled in, you know, were, were, were just that. They were ready to go. They were ready to go, Joe. Uh, unfortunately, they did come up short, though, uh, with this loss. So the Jaguars uh, have got the Browns this week in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, the three-point favorite right now. There's the Jags' odds, Joe. Super Bowl, they have obviously went from 16 to 20. AFC, they went to 10 to 1. And then the South, they went to minus 250. Interesting part there. Now, they've already played all their games, Joe against the Colts and against the Texans. So they don't have either of them left on the schedule here coming down the stretch. But they have the Ravens. They have Tampa. They have Carolina. They have Tennessee uh, to finish out at Cleveland. We will come back. Uh, Gabe Morenci is with us. We'll get Joe back later on. We've got a lot more to do. Toast to Toast on Tuesday. We're back after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. Uh, it is always great to have Gabe Morenci with us, of course, every night, Sports Rage Late Night uh, here on the grid. And uh, now would actually be the appropriate time for me to also say, since Gabe is here with me, that we got some great news today from Scotty, and that is that Scotty's feeling good, Scotty's feeling better, and he's going to be back this weekend, uh, he'll come back Sunday, do the usual pain day Sunday with Gabe on in-game live uh, for the 1 o'clock games, and then he'll be back with me here on C2C on Monday. So, Gabe, uh, you get the first crack with Scotty back. Uh, can't keep him down long, baby. He's feeling good, and he's ready to rock. Yeah, forget about Aaron Rodgers and his supposed uh, quick comeback that's just for attention when he knows he's never really going to play. Anyways, Pharrell's the quickest healer in sports, Uh, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a heart specialist, but I would probably think that coming back and doing an NFL gambling betting show is probably not the best (laughs) way to return. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just me. I'm not a doctor. But if I was a doctor, I would have said, listen, you do your show during the week, you take it easy and stuff, but I wouldn't be doing any. Like, you should see him on Sundays, bro. He started saying, you know, he's throwing things, he's dropping (laughs) F-bombs in the first quarter. It's like the Fansville commercial when they start, I did all this for nothing. Season ruined. (laughs) They're like, guys, first play, it is first play of the game, right? Uh, That's that's Scotty Farrell. Like, anyone that's watched a game with Scotty knows he gets a little bit worked up. I'm sports rage. I'm the one that tells him, chill, bro, it's the first quarter. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's going to be back on Sunday, and I look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun uh, and back on Coast to Coast right here with us, as always, uh, on Monday right after that. All right, Gabe, before we get into anything for tonight, you were with me last week, and I forget what day it was, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever, and we were talking about Otani uh, and the Jays and how it absolutely was a possibility and that the Rodgers, they got tons of money, they're willing to spend, they're all in for it. So now, of course, in the last 12 hours, winter meetings are going on in Nashville Stories are buzzing. Everybody's talking. There's things happening. There was a report that came out that Otani yesterday met with the Blue Jays at their Florida compound, uh, all of their facilities down there. Uh, I believe they're in Dunedin still, right, Gabe? They're down in Dunedin, the Blue Jays. So Otani went down there and met with them, and that has added some fuel to the fire here that maybe, uh, like you were saying last week, Otani to Toronto is still a possibility. I somehow set Twitter ablaze uh, last week with it's down to yep. the uh, the Dodgers and Blue Jays, and a lot of people laughed at me and said there's no way in hell, and what do we see right now? Every major media outlet is talking about the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are getting closer. It doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. I can tell you most sports books have pulled this uh, right now because the winter meetings are going on, uh, but it's still up in Canada specifically. And the Blue Jays are down to plus 150 right now. All right, so the Dodgers are minus 175. 
Uh, the Blue Jays are plus 150, and then there's everybody else. So what I said last week is bang on. It's down to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. You know, the Blue Jays want to take over two countries, Carver. It's the thing with the Blue Jays. People, you know, we talk about their the amount of money that they have, but they also have the biggest television ratings in Major League Baseball by far, right? Like, you know, like the Yankees have a lot of viewers. It's less than a million, Carver. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, as far as watching their game is concerned. Los Angeles Dodgers, same thing. Dodgers have like 600, 700,000 people in the city. I'm talking in the city of L.A. Like the local, broad, not national broadcast, local broadcast. Carver, the Blue Jays have 45 million, like, basic potential viewers. And they're owned by a cable company that has the cable rights to basically half the people in the country. Right? So, like, their numbers are massive, the Toronto Blue Jays. So the amount of revenue that they generate television-wise, they want Japan as well. They see, like, two countries that they could take over, become Japan's um, team as well. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I got to tell you what, they're they're freaking trying. And if it doesn't happen for them, Carver, uh, we had Kurtz on, who was a Yankee fan last night. Like, he's just freaked out by all of this. Yeah. Like, if you're the Yankees... You better be getting Soto right now. Right. Because if, I agree. The Jays, if the Jays swing and miss on, on Otani, bro, they already showed. We got a bag with $600 million, okay? Mm-hmm. And we already got everybody's hopes up. We're not coming home empty-handed from these meetings. They're nope. just going to turn. And we've already heard. They're doing. They're juggling two things at once, right? They're in contact with San Diego. We know San Diego, Carver, do not want to trade them into the National League. They're like, no. whatever, we'll send them out there. Yankees, Blue Jays, Mariners, if you're the Yankees, you're not in on Otani. The Blue Jays are in on Soto and Otani and Cody Bellinger as well. And you know the Mariners, bro, they're going to do something, right? They were expected to be in on this Otani stuff. I keep on hearing Teoscar Hernandez to San Diego. Uh, it's a great pairing, right? If you're Soto, you pair uh, Julio Rodriguez and Soto together for years to come. Carver, the Yankees, like, I know it's not more about the Blue Jays. Yankees better make some moves. But the thing is, Cashman thinks his team is pretty effing good already, as he said, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's what he can say all he wants, Gabe, all that. So I'm tired of it. And for three years now, the Yankees aren't the Yankees anymore. I know they want to try to prove this offseason that oh, they're the, Blue the Yankees Jays are almost again. becoming what the Yankees oh, used to be, right? They're like, yeah, no let's doubt. get Springer. Let's no get Boston. Let's get Otani. They're in Yamamoto. They're in the mix for him as well. And it wouldn't surprise me that if they did pull off the Otani thing, that Yamamoto Dude. would follow right along. Uh, and, and you go just there said as it well. right there. So, I, think yeah. if, I think this is one of these deals – I still think the Dodgers are front runners, right? He doesn't have to move houses. He loves Mookie Bats. There's a lot to like about the Dodgers, but I think the same thing, and I tweeted it out, Carver. What better way to put it over the top with both of them? We're, we're going to unite yeah. both of you, and you're going to be on the same team together, and you basically tell you tell Yamamoto, listen, Otani's in, bro. He's on board. Yeah. If you're, you, he's, he's on board, and then vice versa. You played them up, both of them. You guys want to play together? We'll make it happen. Like, if I'm the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, this is the final straw. And it's not like you're yeah. doing charity work. It's not like you're Gordie Howe bringing in the Suns. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, no, Yamamoto's a freaking stud. So it's like, yeah, it's expensive. But we're getting, like, they were the world champions, bro. You're getting a stud pitcher, and you're getting a stud hitter, and you're also going to be the biggest team in another country and sell a million jerseys and sponsorship deals. Mm-hmm massive uh and look i just hope something happens soon we've been waiting there the second day they're down there in nashville let's let's get this thing fired up here give me something uh down there at those baseball meetings in the next couple of days uh next well you know everybody's waiting for otani too right because that's that's because they want to see then then soto can go listen he's good but i'm pretty good too cody bellinger can turn around and say listen if he's getting 50 and it's he hit 48 home runs, and I hit 39. I, I should get 40, right? Like what, what, that's the way this stuff works. You know, Ju- Judge and Turner signed last year, and then everybody else just knocked over after that. You wait for the big guys to go, and then everything else kind of falls into place. Uh, NBA tonight, dogs ruled last night in the quarters for this in-season tournament. We saw the Pacers beat the Celtics. We saw the Pelicans go to Sacramento and beat the Kings. Now tonight. We have the Bucks and the Knicks in Milwaukee. We have the Suns and the Lakers out in Los Angeles. What do we got, Gabe? Yeah, it's interesting because you and I talked about sort of the upstart teams wanting to yep. win a tournament like this. And last night it was about the upstarts, and tonight it's more about the Blue Bloods, right? 
got the Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, the LA Lakers of the world. Interesting, Carver, that the Milwaukee Bucks interest seems to be pretty high in, in this tournament. Like, point blank, Chris Middleton said, you know what, I've won a championship. This would be pretty cool to add to it, right? And they just brought in Damian Lillard. Lillard hasn't won anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, the Bucks are actually interested in this. They're not hiding their interest. Like, they basically, for a team that won a championship a couple of years ago, somewhat surprising, but they're talking about, no, it's cool. We got new guys here, the culture, and it, you know, it's the first one. So they're actually into this which I think is kind of a problem for the Knicks, <laughs> in a way. Right. Milwaukee have started to dial things up, bro. They've won nine of their last 11 games. They want this game. I think they're seeing, too. They're like, damn, this might be the Lakers or the Phoenix Suns or something in this. Let's We, we want part of this in Vegas this weekend. Tough to get in front of them. I can live with Jalen Brunson props tonight, Carver, but I think Milwaukee yeah. is going to win the game. And it actually sounds too, Gabe, like I got a couple clips later on that I'm going to play of uh, of Giannis and even one of Tatum last night. Like, it actually sounds like these guys, a lot of them wanted to, like, get a nice three or four day, you know, in Vegas. Like, they want to go to Vegas for three or four days. <laughs> yeah. It was games. more about, like, it was more about the trip. Upset. And we had, <laughs> he wasn't was going be to Vegas. Fun. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. Like, damn. So, that's a great point, close, That's what I, I would have sold. I think it mattered them. in the group stage, but it matters yeah. this week. Get me to Vegas. You tell them, guys, we, we forgot about the tournament, but just picture. We'll be staying yeah. at the wind for five days. It'll be like, it's going to be great. <laughs> like, It'll be awesome. Instead, hang out in Vegas for a couple days. Instead, we're going to run practice in, in Milwaukee, right? I right, yeah, see you guys yeah. at 9 a.m. for practice that's tomorrow. Awesome. Right, that's great. It, but, when, you're, when you're in places like Milwaukee and stuff like that, three or four days in Vegas in, right, in early December, uh, that's just fine. Indiana, you know, let me go get to Vegas for a few days. Uh, hockey, before we get out of here, Gabe, what do right, you like so, tonight? Well, big night tonight, Carver. The Vancouver Canucks and the New Jersey Devils play. Good game. Only the All ninth the time ever. Yeah, yeah, three of them. It's the ninth time in NHL history. I'm surprised it's happened eight times before, but, you know, you got the, the, the Stahl brothers, the, the Sutter brothers. There's there's a bunch of the Sutter brothers. <laughs> there's a bunch of brothers. But it's only the ninth time that you've had three brothers on the ice at the same time tonight with, uh, with, with Jack, Quinn, and Luke. Listen, man. Jack and Quinn are amongst the best players in the National Hockey League right now. For both of them to score a goal, Carver, plus 800. I got to do it. The Hughes brother special. Quinn scores, Jack scores, plus 800. Let's go. And go over one and a half in the first period. All right, let's get it, Gabe. I like it. We'll see you tonight. Sports Rage, late night, 10 p.m. East, right here on the grid. We're back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. Always good on Tuesdays to have our man Mike DeCourcy with us from the Sporting News. We have a lot to do, as always, with Mike. Mike, good to see you. Let's get Right into it. Uh, College football playoff committee. You know, it wouldn't be college sports, Mike, if we didn't have committees 
causing some kind of controversy uh, at some point. And, of course, we had that on Sunday afternoon when they released the four teams that will be playing for college football's biggest prize. You know, Mike, it was it was tough. I felt like this is the first year since they started doing this where you really had five legit candidates. I mean, there's been years we've argued about teams, but they were one-loss teams where you were comparing resumes and you could make a case if one of them didn't get in. All right, well, you know, you did lose and you did that. I felt like this year these five teams really were strong. Somebody was going to get screwed, and the 13-0 and team out of the ACC is the one that ends up getting screwed. Tell us your thoughts about what the committee did. Well, I, I think the best word for it is something like disgraceful or travesty, uh, somewhere in that. It, it depends on when you want, whether you want to use an adjective or, or adjective or a verb. Uh, I, I, I just don't think it's reasonable to tell a group of young men who did everything that was asked of them in a major conference that they don't get to play uh, while uh, someone else gets to play because they play in the most popular league. I mean, that's the end. That's, that's really what this came down to. You can say, well, Florida State wasn't the same team without Jordan Travis. Okay. Well, was Alabama the same team that needed a fourth and 31 defensive incompetence miracle by Auburn in order to stay in the hunt for this? That was only eight days before these teams were selected. So I think they were probably the same team. But that was completely disregarded because it was convenient for the committee, which couldn't imagine a college football playoff without an SEC team. That's really what this came down to. The foremost qualified teams did not include Alabama and Georgia. Now, if you had had this tournament the way it should have been all along from the very beginning, wherein you had automatic qualification, uh, then you would have all five Power Five champions and then some uh, semblance of, uh, of representation for the group of five schools and then perhaps some at-large. If you'd had at least that from the very beginning, which was the obvious and easy solution all the way back in 2013, 2014, when this was set up, then none of this would have happened. But college football, for as long as you and I have been alive, Mike, has been addicted to malarkey. I use the word malarkey because we're on the radio. But that's, that's the reality. They, they believe, <laughs> the people who run this sport really believe that if we stop uh... yelling about it, we'll stop paying attention to it. And that's nonsense. The games nope. are great. Being at a stadium is great. It is. Uh, it, uh, you're so right, Mike. And, and you say it, Malarkey. It's, I can remember just being a kid, some of this stuff. I could never understand it when I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm like, why is there two national champions? Like, why is Michigan champion and why is Nebraska champion? Like, I couldn't figure it out then. And here we are, 30 years later, and, and we have a playoff, and we still uh, can't figure it out. So I'm glad that at least next year it'll be better because I think we'll finally be out of it, right, Mike? When we go to 12, it starts to get into, like, the basketball tournament where, yes, we're going to be upset for 12 or 36 hours that the 68th, 69th, 70th team didn't get in. But at the end of the day, were they going to win the championship? Probably not. Now, next year... Are we going to be upset that the 13th and 14th team didn't get in? I think we'll eliminate these problems, but there's still it's still hard to believe, Mike, that we've been doing it. Yeah, I, I, you look at the uh, last couple of years. I do the bracket projections for Fox Sports, and so I'm really uh, neck deep in that when we get to Selection Sunday. And the last two years, the vast majority of bracket projections, whether they are the at the media level with the uh, the people from Stadium or ESPN or CBS or myself, uh, or the people who do it kind of as a hobby online, the vast majority thought, say, Rutgers should have been in last year as the last team. But we we, we, we weren't right uh, in the end. We didn't match the committee. Uh, but it wasn't this egregious thing. I mean, there were lots of reasons why they didn't get in and lots of reasons why they could. It was the same the year before with Notre Dame and Texas A&M. Um, the vast majority of prognosticators said Texas A&M, the committee said Notre Dame. So it doesn't really matter in the end, whether other than to those teams, which, which of those teams gets in. It's not like somebody's being left out who's truly qualified. It's just they may be a little bit more qualified than the last team that was selected. 
But in this case, you have Florida State, which has every reason to believe its case is as good as Michigan's, Washington's, and better than Texas and Alabama's, and yet they're not allowed to participate. Now, saying all of this, uh, Mike, when we get to January 1st, we have the Rose Bowl, we have the Sugar Bowl, you have Michigan, Alabama, Harbaugh, and Saban on the sun-drenched sidelines in Pasadena. I just have a feeling as bad as this was, everybody's going to forget about it, and they're going to be pumped up for two very attractive matchups on New Year's Day. That's the beauty of the sport, and why it's why it's been able to survive this garbage for my entire yeah. lifetime, which, as you can tell, is not a short lifetime. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been able to survive this for more than 60 years because the game is great. That's why I said that the addiction to malarkey is, is useless because the game supplants that. Being at the stadium on a Saturday it supplants that. Uh, watching on television on a high-def screen, a 55 or 70-inch screen with terrific announcers from, from the various networks, it all supplants that. You don't need the argument in order to have a hugely popular sport. What do we argue about in the NFL? We don't argue about who belongs in the playoffs. They figure that out for themselves. You may argue about who's the better quarterback or whether your coach should be fired, but you don't argue about this stuff in the NFL, and it's still the most popular sport in America. It certainly is. I uh, can't wait. And we got all these other bowl games as well, which are uh, just so – this is great now. Pretty much every quarterback in the country is in the transfer portal. Uh, we've got guys who are already declaring for the draft. So these matchups that look great on paper, like that Florida State and uh, Georgia game, like it's not even going to be Florida State against Georgia uh, by the time you actually get to it, which is the unfortunate part of where this has gone to. Let's get to hoops now, Mike. Of course – we have the Jimmy V Classic tonight at the Garden in New York City. Uh, good matchups, too. We have FAU and Illinois in the first game. And then, of course, we're going to have UConn and North Carolina in the nightcap. Uh, nice four that they have at the Garden tonight. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great quartet for a fabulous cause. The Jimmy V Foundation do, does incredible work. All the money raised goes to cancer research, not not a dime to running the charity, which is it makes it one of the best charities in, in America. Uh, so it, it's a great cause. And we do have two great games. Florida Atlantic gets to, to revisit whether or not last year, I mean, look, they're, they're terrific. It, last year wasn't a fluke, but maybe getting to the final four, uh, that was, that was, there was a series of fortunate events as well as some fabulous basketball that they played. So they get a chance to verify that uh, with the performance against Illinois tonight. And then Carolina, which is, you know, a lot of people sort of gave up on this Carolina group when they went from the championship game in 2022 to missing the tournament in 23. But they seem really committed uh, to doing well this year, to, to being successful. And I think there's no doubt that the chemistry at UNC is better now. Uh, they had some subtractions, some notable subtractions. And as a result of those subtractions, uh, Armando Baycott and, R and R.J. Davis decided to return for another year, and that's really helping the heel. So it'll be a phenomenal battle tonight at the Garden. And, of course, those who haven't been there, if you if you haven't been to the Garden for a game, what you're missing. Uh, it is, it's just the best place to watch basketball if you get the chance. Awesome. Uh, it really is. I've been to many uh, Big East tournaments in my life, Mike. I love going on Thursday. You get those. If you can make it through uh, all four games uh, between the afternoon and the night, uh, there's nothing like it. You go grab yourself a little dinner in between the yeah, afternoon and the night session. Uh, it's a great day. All right. We also have, speaking of the Big East, they're playing the Big 12 in these games right now. We have a few of them tonight. Baylor's playing Seton Hall. Villanova's uh, playing Oklahoma, I believe, tonight. Oh, oh, Providence is playing Oklahoma. Excuse me, Mike, and that other one. Villanova's playing Kansas State, uh, I think, in the other game. That'll kind of lead me into, let me know what you think of these matchups and then what you wrote about for the sporting news in terms of these conferences and their non-conference scheduling here early in the season. Well, I think that what, what you're looking at with those matchups is really interesting uh, because Villanova has been so unpredictable. I mean, they go down and win a very good battle for Atlantis uh, with yeah. a phenomenal performance in the championship game against Memphis. And then they can't, I mean, they can't win on their own block. They've lost three games to <laughs> Philadelphia teams so far. They lost to Penn, St. Joe's, Drexel, really struggling. So I, I we'll see whether they can win on the tra after a train ride up to, to – uh, after I'm sorry, after they play their game against K-State, we'll see what they can do in, in that one. 
Uh, I, I think that that's uh, a, a, a great challenge for them because K-State still has some some talented players. Not the group that they had that was in the Elite Eight last year, but a good good group. I, I think those the, the Big 12 challenge, the Big, Big 12 Big East challenge is great for college basketball. I think all these challenges are great, Mike, because one of the things that has happened to the first couple months of the regular season is this this uh, drive to play on neutral floors, not just in the Maui or Battle for Atlantis or whatever, where you get to play three games for the price of one in the scheduling limitations, but these one-off games, and not Jimmy V, it's a that's an established event, but some of these others that are just two teams that get together in Brooklyn or or Atlanta, and hardly anybody's in the stands. Those aren't those aren't great for college basketball. Playing on home courts in home environments—that's the thing that college basketball does better than any sport in America—is the environment inside the building when a college when a great college basketball game is being played. And too often we're going to this concept of of that neutral court environment. Uh, that we need more of these home games. So these challenge series are really good because it's my home court and your home court and everybody gets a shot this year you're at home next year you're on the road it's an even deal yeah i, I thought last week the acc sec ones were great uh arkansas beaten duke uh you know miami went into lexington and got thumped by kentucky uh, you had some really fun games last week in that little challenge that they had all right mike we got about a minute left i know you're excited for thursday night Mitch Trubisky uh, and Bailey Zappi, and I just saw uh, before we came on, the totals now dropped to a flat 30, uh, down from 30 and a half. Lots of scoring expected uh, at the place the Steelers play Thursday night. <laughs> well, hopefully the weather will be better than it was on Saturday, on Sunday. Uh, but I think that it, I think one of the things that's been interesting, Mike, is how people have reacted in Pittsburgh to Sunday's loss. I mean, they're ready to give up on Mike Tomlin now. They've always been looking for the ammunition yeah. to do that. For the it's just gotten ridiculous. Uh, the guys never had a losing season. What's interesting is when they win, eh, whatever. When they lose a regular season game, it's a calamity. So the wins don't count at all, and every loss is a disaster. That's where that where, where uh, Steeler coverage is uh, in the local media, not necessarily for all the print people, but a lot of the conversation. It's amazing, Mike. Like, and Scotty says it all the time. Uh, you know, for us, like, I can't believe that these idiots want to fire Tomlin. He he's never had a losing season, and they want to fire Tomlin every single year. It's amazing, Mike. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the games tonight, Jimmy V Classic. We'll talk to you next week here on Coast to Coast. We're back right after this, Mike DeCarsi. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty-four-seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Tuesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here. All right, Joe, uh, let's finish off this uh, Bengal win last night, 34-31 in overtime, by hearing from the head coach, Zach Taylor. I don't think even he uh, could have expected the performance that he got out of Browning last night, 350 yards. He was excellent. Here was T Taylor's thoughts afterwards. 
Awesome. Outstanding. I mean, uh, he's done. He had a great week of practice. <laughs> I, I thought Thursday uh, was outstanding. Um, and that's really our big day, our third down day. I, I felt really good coming out of this week, getting ready for this game. And uh, I mean, he just lit the world on fire. I, I, Halftime, you know, I wasn't sure if we had an incompletion if the ball had hit the ground yet. And I just thought he managed the game beautifully well. He was aggressive with some of his throws. Uh, did a great job making plays with his feet. Uh, one of the naked throws he made must have been probably to Mitch, I would imagine. It was, one, was an outstanding throw with 41 right in his face. And so just uh, really proud of Jake and the job he did. And the guys rallying around and making plays for him, protecting him, run game getting going. It all helped Jake. And, uh, you know, really, really proud of the team win, but really proud of Jake. And his second career start to come out here on Monday Night Football and do what he did today is pretty cool. You know, it's, and it, the funny part is, Joe, like I think I even said this to you on the radio last night at the beginning of the game when it was happening. Like, Chase at the beginning of the game had five catches for 11 yards. Like, all he was doing was throwing him screens on the outside. They yeah. were throwing these dopey back passes to each other all over the place. It looked like at the beginning it was going to be a disaster, and then it just got cooking, and it all started rolling for him. You get that defense running sideline to sideline. You got to pick up that robber, Carver. You got to pick up that robber, you know what I mean? And then you attack them vertical. Great game plan. Jake Browning was a better quarterback than Zach Taylor was at Nebraska when he had that garbage uh, coach, Bill Callahan, there. Remember? Uh, let me tell you, Jake Browning looks better than a lot of the other guys we've watched this year around the league. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of backups. He's, he's already better than most of them. Coast to coast, hour number two next on The Grid. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.